Get out of here. Way back, he looks up. There's the cycle. You can't put it on the board. Yes! A single, double, triple, and home run in one game. He has hit for the cycle. Welcome back to the cycle. I'm your host, Pat McGann. Joining me this week is Kevin Bozeman. And Kevin, we got a great guest. He's sitting that's, right here. That's what I hear. The it's rumor a, has it that this was the get of all gets for the uh, Psycho Podcast. So I'm ecstatic to be here with him. It's always awkward to not reveal who it is right away. He's sitting right here. The Dutch oven. The Dutch oven himself. Derek Holland. Derek, thanks thank for you. joining us, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate this. And uh, wow, it's, a, it's definitely an honor to hear that this is a get. I'm a get guy. You got to get me. So Yeah, you know, we have had plenty of active players it's difficult, though. You guys are so busy. Um, we recently had Matt Davidson. Had a lot of fun with him. Um, but it's always a little bit more exciting when we get an active player because, yeah, that is a get for us. Well, I just got a text. I just got traded to uh, South Korea. Um, <laughs> we're getting a fun- yeah, we're getting a fungo and some baseballs. So <laughs> we're going to make sure that uh, this this is going to be one of the best interviews before I leave. Yeah, all right. Well, see if you get some of that sticky rice thrown in. The I'm going to see. Uh, it's it's going to be tough. Uh, as I was talking to Renteria, they, they already kind of – push the budget i think we went they got more they than got they more. asked for so we're, we're happy about that how do you ingratiate all these new players that's coming in all these new faces that you i mean they're so much younger you, you can't possibly really know them like what's the what's the locker room atmosphere like it's going to be the same um just like when i first got here these guys welcomed me with open arms and they they wanted me to be myself and it's the same thing when you get you know new guys coming in uh clippers coming in here and uh, obviously, the franchise is you guys are treating him already. Uh, he's going to yeah. be here. You want to make these guys feel comfortable, <laughs> you know? You want them to feel like they were are wherever you, they were before. Are you going to take the Game of Thrones and put it in his stu- in his as a stool in the locker room, the Game of Thrones seat? <laughs> you, the way that he was advertised, you would think that was his actual chair. Um, <laughs> right. you got to no, tweet I mean, these guys a little bit. Yeah, I feel like gotta, being a veteran on this team is like being a three-year-old who's like, mom is pregnant with triplets, and say, hey, I'm here, but all anyone cares about is the new guys going to have triplets, in. man. And just as a, a frame of reference, it's Game of Thrones Day at the White Sox Park, and they have this huge throne out there. And just wondering if yes, you don't coming in, you put the, the throne out there and that. be like, hey, I mean, he's, he's, he's going to get that special treatment for sure. I mean, and he deserves it. He's done a great job of making himself to be, you know, one of the top prospects in the game of baseball. So hats off to him for that. But now you're coming to our house. Yep. A lot of veterans here. We gonna have some fun. That's how. It, that's how it goes. But and you kind of are known for being taking the lead on that. You're not only known for being a great pitcher, but your personality is something that comes out in the press a lot. You know, you do these impressions. You. Yeah, I mean that's it's. Here's the thing about that, and people, I, I always bring this up because of that is, uh, my foundation is uh, sixty feet six. It's based on kids with cancer. I got attached with a kid before he passed away. I had cancer. And man, it was like one of the greatest things. Like he, he showed me so much more. Like I've always had fun, you know, being sure. myself, but then showing up and you see a kid who's, you know, he's on his deathbed and he's literally fighting for his life, but yet it's not taking a toll on him to where it slows him down. He's still happy. He's still positive. He's still pushing. And he always told me, man, you got to live your life. Enjoy every moment you can, because you honestly don't know what's going to come tomorrow. Right. You don't know what's going to come within an hour. So enjoy everything, everything that you have and kind of go from there and, and, and live in that moment. So for me, I want to do the same thing with a kid that's coming up. One, I mean, he's making his debut. You want the kid to enjoy every bit of it. This is something he's going to remember for the rest of his life. So you want to have fun, and that's why it's like when he gets here, I hope he's not tense because 
for me, I'm going to try to loosen him up. I want him to be as relaxed as he was when he was in AAA, AA, wherever he was before. Yeah. You want him to feel comfortable because it makes him play that much better when he's out on the field. And what will make him comfortable? Carrying your luggage? Well, what it sounds like right now is... <laughs> buying dinner for you just you know, to get home. Maybe making us a couple sandwiches. No. Uh, he, I know he likes Twinkies. That's what I found out. Oh, yeah. He, uh, oh, you've done so, some research, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. You, you got to check some into these underground. guys. Yeah. I mean, I spent a little he bit of time with him in spring training. He likes Twinkies? Who's oh, his? man, he, he eats like 80 of them in a week. Who's his mentor, David Wells? Oh, I don't. I have no idea where this <laughs> I think it was Juan Uribe. No, I don't even know. It's Do the people that do the rankings of the prospects know he eats 80 Twinkies? <laughs> yeah, it's, it was actually in one of the articles. Like, This is why it's, it's cool that the organization is letting – the fans know the players. Yeah. And that was like one of the things is it popped up during spring training. And I, I never say his name right. Mankata? Mankata? Rookie. You just call rookie. him who he is. Rookie. The Rook. The, the, the Rook. The Rook. <laughs> said like, Number you know, 10. this guy eats 80 Twinkies a week. Like yeah. something like ridiculous like that. And I was like, man, this guy's going to like eat his way out of the game. <laughs> what's, your, what's your advice? Uh, slow down on the Twinkies. I mean... <laughs> Switch to something a little more healthier. Yeah, know? what's up but, what's, about what's, you? What's your advice that you, that you do that you that people should be like, yo, Holland, come on, man. <laughs> man, what is it that I do? Um, man, I could tell you right now one thing that I know the fans would always say is uh, they always – I know when I was in Texas, they always tried to use the impersonations against me. And the thing against is – Against you? Yeah, it's because if you have a bad game, people want to find an excuse. And that goes for anything, like in general. Somebody's got to find the excuse of why. And for me, you know, I, I have a personality. I want to goof off. I want to enjoy myself. Right. But when I'm on the field, I'm not – the last thing I'm thinking is going, man, if I did an Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation right now, I bet <laughs> you Robinson Cano is going to miss this ball. Right. Like, I mean, come on. Like, people, I can see people in Texas being like do that. Do a Schwarzenegger with you arguing a, a uh, ball against the umpire. <laughs> Listen to me, umpire, where do you have that? Come on. That is not outside. Are you kidding me? Get out of here. It's right there. Come on. I saw it on the replay. Listen to me. <laughs> I can just keep. Come on, you idiot. <laughs> you, you can't you, toss me out of here. I've, I've got to get out to the pitcher's mound. <laughs> now. <laughs> what if you're not pitching and you're in the dugout? How would he argue do it you, then? Do you... Uh, do you do I've the, done, impression, uh, the impersonations uh, then? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I'll commentate a game. I goof off. Like, Do you do Renteria? No. You, no. Do, you, do, you do anyone respect, in the hey, clubhouse? No. That's still respect. I mean, I used to, like, I would joke around with Frage and try to do, like, a Jersey, New York accent, whatever. Let's hear but, that. Um, hey, Frage, what the heck's wrong with you over there? You're going to hit the freaking ball? You're going to feel it? What are you going to do? Step in front of the play, homie. Let's go. Here we go, homie. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd just say something. Oh, yeah, it's real funny, huh? Oh, yeah, it's real funny, huh, Frasch? Let's go. You want to put them up? Let's fight it out here. <laughs> just, you, you just got to – those are the kind of things that you got to do in the clubhouse. Yeah, keep guys you gotta loose, right? got to keep it loose. And people get caught up in some of those things, and they don't realize – we got to have fun. 162 games, you yes. got to have fun. Man, you're living you out of a suitcase. You got to keep it loose, my man. Have you, you picked up Hawk? What's that? Have you picked up any Hawk? Uh, the only thing I, I – I've done, and I did it when I was at the golf. I can't do his voice, but it was just, you can put it on the board. Yes. That's it. That's, about, that's the only thing I could do. He gone. He gone. I, I have to ask this, man. I uh, I was uh, in Colorado, just happened to be in Colorado last week, and you guys were playing, and I was at the game 
when um i know i left your tickets you're welcome i appreciate no. that buddy. <laughs> appreciate that but the thing about it was was that uh they still made me pay a little bit that was weird that you left me a ticket that i still uh, yeah that i was think weird. it was i don't know something to do with the <laughs> yeah, checking really account <laughs> and everything being i don't yeah, know I somehow so that was the game that uh, Melky broke up the the no hitter in the ninth, and I was like, I don't think this ball flies out at all at Colorado. Yeah. What is it about? Because I was there, and it was just hot, and it seemed humid. The air seemed thick. It's, like, what is it when you have to pitch there? What is that you have to do differently, or do you just go out and and pitch? Um, well, that was my first time pitching there, and obviously, you know, I didn't perform as I, I I've had a rough about a month and a half right now, just trying to you know trying to get back on track, but. Yeah. Um, pitching there, it is different because it's hard to breathe. Um, and you know, you get, you get tired a little quicker. Uh, the big thing is though, the, the Is that ball, important to play baseball, being able to breathe? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, something could happen if you can't breathe. Um, but they, the ball travels unbelievably there. Shortcut. Yeah. I see that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Real professional I, here. I just, I'm this very is, uh, curious. I mean, I have to this into our, our interview just because, because it, it, it's really funny. I'm trying to tell the story. But you see, the on air sign through. is on the inside, but yeah, not we, the outside of the. I think it was, the, yeah. The on air has. We put the on air on the wrong side. So. But the only thing is, he came through here as if it's a shortcut, but there's also a door that's going to take him through back into the tunnel, which was fantastic. But anyway, so back to Colorado. Yeah, back to Colorado. Because um, I'm, I'm there. I'm it's, there. It's a beautiful park. Everything, you, I mean, think about it. You saw it. It's so crazy. It, it is a big, big ballpark. But the ball flies. It plays like a Little League field, which is crazy. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you hit a routine pop fly, and I'm sitting there. I mean, granted, there it doesn't matter. Home run's a home run. But, right. you know, you look at it, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Pop fly to right field. Wait a minute! What the heck? Okay, what, just keep, hold on. Are you kidding me? Oh, that's gone. Yeah, yeah. Like, Those—that's what kind of happens, and it's a frustrating thing because you made the right pitch or whatever, and they put like a kind of a bad swing. They're out in front, whatever, and you just get to watch this lollipop fly right out. So it's. Those are some of the some of the parks are that way. Yankee Stadium's another one. Texas, Te- Texas, uh, right? Hit or miss, hit or miss. Some days it's it depends on the jet stream. The way that the wind is flowing in there. It's the same thing here. Chicago is a definite hitter's ballpark. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the ball just shoots out of here. Did you take some BP lean up to that? Yeah. Colorado? Oh, yeah. And it was, uh, it was pretty. It, uh, let's see. Most of my stuff, actually, everything was in the cage. I hit oh, in really? the cage for about a week and a half. So you didn't like get out in the in the park? Unfortunately, they, they didn't want my talents to get out there, so <laughs> I didn't want to embarrass them. They anybody. holding you back? They are. They were holding my swing back. But you know what? <laughs> I showed them, all right? I got the single just like I needed to. It was <laughs> funny. They, yeah, that was great. They, we had like a, you know, between the pitchers, you know, who was going to get the most hits and or who was going to do the better. And it was so funny. It was like, here I am. I got the single. So I started it off. I didn't pitch very long, so I only got one at bat. Q gets up. It's an RBI single. That's it. He only had one at bat. Okay. So there's that. Now here comes Carlos. Carlos, you got a tough one to beat. You got my single. Then I got beat by uh, – Q for hitting the RBI because he got the actual run, so that helped the team even more. So he gets up and what's he do? He gets to put a bunt down. So it was like, ah, oh, you're the weakest link. You, you didn't even get to swing. <laughs> but it, you know, those are the kind of things. Like when we play, we have fun, we enjoy every bit of it. Those are the kind of contests that we got to have with everything when you're playing the game. I mean, it goes with anybody at work. You want to you know, right. feed off of each other. Yeah, it's it sure. got to be tough for an AL pitcher though to all of a sudden go up there and bat. It is when you're seeing guys. I was I was actually extremely 
blown away that I had to face this guy who's throwing 98 miles an hour, and I haven't seen a fastball like that since, as we joked around, I haven't seen it since Nam. You know, it's, <laughs> it's been a long time. Well, what about like high school? Uh, yeah, but they weren't throwing hard. 98, right? Not, yeah, not that hard, but I'm saying, like, were you a decent hitter, like, all-around player? I was player? a leadoff hitter. Uh, I was an outfielder. I, I could run really fast. Um, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't known for hitting. I was a switch hitter. Yeah. I still am, which is kind of weird, but, you know. I Where'd you grow up? That. Columbus, Ohio. And oh, no, okay. I'm not a Buckeye fan. Before we even get into that, no, I hate no, Ohio State. No. What, you hate Ohio hate State? What, why and who because is I'm your team? Because I'm a huge Michigan fan. How is that possible? Oh, do you and Adam Angle go at it? Uh, we've talked a little bit. We haven't got to that point yet because football season ain't here yet. He's Bumbling big in Ohio State. He went to Louisville and he roots for Ohio State. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was another uh, – who was the other guy that was an Ohio State fan too? There's no, Oh, Goldberg, who's actually going to be here now. Um, I think he actually went to Ohio State too. So there's there's that little bit going on. Yeah. But as you were saying too, I grew, so how this happened was my brother was a Michigan fan growing up. And so I followed, you know, my brother. I looked right. up to him, still do, and appreciate everything he's done for me. But, you know, we, we start watching uh, the rivalry games, and then he gets a little bit older, obviously, so do I. And he switches over to the Ohio State bandwagon. I stay there. My favorite player at the time was Bianca Batuca. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, Batuca. Yeah. And uh, from there, you know, I started loving it, and then I started following more guys, and it was Desmond Howard became another one, and then Charles Woodson and – John Navarre, Mike Hart, all these guys started coming through. Chris Perry was another one. And it's just these things were huge that I was just falling in love with these guys. And I was like, you know what? I actually know the rivalry now. I'm at that age. I can understand what's going on. I stuck with it. And I had one close incident that I almost switched. And that was when – because I love a good running back, a guy that can just run over everybody. And they had Maurice Claret at the time. Right. Who was an absolute Youngstown boy. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was solid. Animal. And so I was like, they go to the, whatever, the Fiesta Bowl, I think. That's when they had Krenzel and they, yes, they in Miami. Miami. Yeah. yeah. One of the greatest games I've actually ever watched. Right. And I was like, you know what? I think I might do it. I might switch. And then finally I just, it's like somebody just threw a rock at me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not doing that. That's the dumbest that. thing I've ever said. Because, yeah, Bianca Batuka went 205 against Ohio State. Kept him out of that championship game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that, no, no, I, I trust me. I, I've got all that. And it's I funny. Got you. I get wore out because, obviously, it's been a rough 10 years uh, against Ohio State. They've been whooping on us. And it was funny because I'm always like, well, hey, you remember that time when you guys had uh, – oh, no, I can't think of their coach right off the top of my head. We just ran through you guys. So that's cool. You guys get your time right now. We're coming back. We're going we're gonna to get oh, – before, before, yeah, No, not Trestle. Before Trestle. Um, I could picture the guy, glasses, oh, gray guy, hair. Yeah. Um, God, what was his name? That's Cooper? the only time I – Cooper, yeah. Oh, yeah, Cooper, right, right. That's what I'm hearing. That's the only time I rooted for Ohio State was that game against Miami because they were such – Underdogs, yeah, they were. Yeah, it was an exciting had, game. Dude, I Miami can't stand was, either of those teams. Were you a multi-sport athlete? Um, I played football. I played basketball. My dad uh, probably would have wanted me to play basketball. He wanted me to be like Pistol Pete. Yeah, Pete Maravich. Oh yeah, um, doing underhand scoop shots and not oh, passing he, he the ball to, to your teammates. He was, you he mean was, things like that? He was into it. Yeah, <laughs> the little things. He the averaged fundamentals. Average forty-four <laughs> points a game in college one year. Oh, he Pete was, Maravich. He was unbelievable. My dad would so. Funny story with all this, the basketball. I got my dad a cell phone, got him an iPhone. I was like, Dad, it's 2016. Like, let's go. You just got him now? No, no, no. I was, I'm just giving, like, a random thing. Oh, right. And I'm like, in the big right. leagues, Dad. You get a phone <laughs> we can, now. We can finally afford it. <laughs> uh, so I, I got him on that, and I uh, showed him YouTube. And then from then on, it was literally every single day I'd come home from, like, training in the offseason. 
hey, Derek, check this video. You ever, have you seen this? And it'd be like the random stuff. And when I say I'm talking random from like, it'd be a hippo fart. It'd be <laughs> Pete Maravich highlights. It would be sharks swimming in the water to whatever. Like Did he you had have to everything. start taking your phone from your dad? Okay. Oh, I was, no, I just no, kept going. All right. Now I need to get my dad to play a game because we've <laughs> now seen videos. I got to occupy the mind another way because yeah, maybe hungry, hungry hippos. I'm going to get, well, we ended up getting stick man golf. There you go. And now he plays, he plays the crap out of that. Does so he? it's, and he's like, oh, I like, he'll play with one of my buddies, like at least four games a day. And I, I'm like, I'll play one game with him. And he's, Hey, you ready to play the next one? I'm like, dad, I got stuff to do. Like <laughs> I got life to you, live. It's good. You you get to hang out. You're retired. Enjoy yourself. But we got to play some other games too. But yeah, we. You mentioned your dad and your brother. You come from a big family. Uh, it's just me, and my dad, and my mom. Uh, just four of us. Um, my family's not real big. Uh, my dad's side is uh, they're all in Ohio, and then my mom's side has uh, spread out. And uh, actually, since we're on that. Um, my mom's mom had passed away. She was like a mom to me, too. Oh, jeez. Sorry. And uh, I always write her name on the mound before I pitch because that was one of the things she loved doing was coming to watch me play. And she only got to watch me play in the big leagues one time. And that was in Cleveland. Uh, I threw one of my best games there. It was a, a complete game shutout. She was in the stands. And I'll never forget, and my mom would laugh at this, is the game's over. You know, I want to I see my family, so I'm trying to hug my mom and my dad. And my grandma just beelines it in front of them. It was like, oh, my God, Derek, yeah. <laughs> my mom was That's just standing awesome. there like, you know, he's trying to hug us. Yeah. Like, wait your turn. Right. But, no, nah, grandma said, no, she's coming in. And she took care of it. But, That's you know, so those cool. are the kind like, of things that home, stick too. out. Yeah, and it was. It was, it was home. Um, like I said, she got to drive up. She was a, a, a larger lady, um, so it was kind of hard for her to move around. So for her to be there and, and get to see that was huge. Um, I went – obviously, I pitched – one of my best games of my career was in the World Series game four against the Cardinals, and uh, she was not able to be there for that. So to be able to see, you know, the, the Cleveland game was, right. was huge. I mean, obviously she watched the World Series game on TV, and she did it all before she passed away. She'd watch all my games and always send me a text about all the players on the team, what's he going to do, how's he doing. Like, she was into it. Very passionate. I loved it. What's that feeling like when you just feel like unhittable, when you just feel like your pitches are just clicking? Man, you feel like king of the world. Um, it's like Titanic style? Yeah. I'm at the front of the boat, <laughs> arms out, yeah. ready to go. I've got my battery mate. Whoever's catching me is behind me. We're just holding it out. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good feeling. I mean, the main thing is, though, when you do have your best stuff, you still got to keep yourself grounded. Because uh, all it takes is one little slip up, and that best stuff that you have, you know, changes everything. You can start getting shelled. Do you shelled. feel like your your concentration is higher when you're not like don't have your best stuff? Or are you just like I think the focus is always it? the same, uh, whether you have good stuff or bad stuff. I think the confidence becomes a lot better when you have the good stuff. Um, when you have not your best stuff, you kind of like second guess a little bit. I mean, you believe in whatever you're going to throw, but it's kind of like. Man, I, I, I got to make sure I get it there. Whereas when, when you got it on, you're like, oh, okay, you want it right there? Boom, I'm going right there. Like, there's no hesitation. You go. There's always times where you kind of think about it like, oh, man, is this going to be the right pick? Yeah, I got it. Okay, I got it. I got it. Like, you have to kind of talk yourself through it. Yeah. You ever deal in and then, like, the offense has a beginning and you're kind of in the back of your mind, like, you love it, but you also want to get back out there? Yes. Oh, yeah, it happens a lot. Um, I know uh, the game I threw this year against uh, Seattle, not the one that just happened, but in Seattle – they put up five runs in the first inning. And I was just like, guys, I got to get out there. Like, 
<laughs> in the first inning. I haven't even stepped foot on the mound yet. We're at yeah. the top of the first. I'm, you know, I, I love the run support, but why not try to do it for the second <laughs> inning too? Like, <laughs> right, right. Let me get out there, and maybe shut the door a little bit, kind of yeah. kill some momentum for them. But, but it's at the same time you take what you get, and no matter what. Every time you step foot on the mound, it's a zero-zero game. No matter what happens, I mean, you can go out there and you can give up, you can give up eight yourself. But you, if you try to keep the team in the game, no matter what, you think zero-zero the entire time. It can change, and I've seen it. Like for instance, uh, my game against Seattle here, you know, I was cruising. We were up five nothing right out the gate, cruising. All of a sudden, they come back and you know they're hitting me around. They they end up getting six runs. We're down five six. Yeah. And the thing is, I kept us in the game. Our offense picked us back up. We tied it. We went into extras. Unfortunately, we lost. But the thing is, we were still in it. Like, there was never a give up. And that's how this clubhouse is, too. There's a never give up attitude. Thanks to Rick and the staff and all the guys. Like, Yeah, I think you picked that up. And like, even, like, you know, some rallies that have fallen short, they're still there in the eighth and ninth inning. And last night. At, yeah, I was going to say, look at last night. Yeah. We faced one of the best pitchers in the game. And we were here. We saw Kershaw Knocked last around night. a little bit, I thought. Yeah, I we, thought had, we had momentum at times. Work. Right. We, yeah. Did you think Davidson's was was – gone yes yeah everybody did man and it's it's we always i joke around with it a lot of guys joke around it's like man if that was me pitching that thing's like 30 rows deep it's like (laughs) we turned the air conditioning on here and blew everything out but then when we come in we close everything off and box it in and blow the fans the other way and our balls die but so what happens after the game last night it was a close game great game you had the trade and then you mentioned like you're having dinner when Todd came over and said bye, or D. Rob, or whoever it was, um, they all did. You guys have dinner in in the clubhouse and hang out, or yeah, uh, some guys do. Some guys get out of there pretty quick. I mean, you got to think too. Like I see you're some a married man, make, yeah. you know, and you know you want to go see your wife and kids. You want to be with them, and yeah, sometimes. So some of these guys are kind of <laughs> sometimes. I, yeah, <laughs> home game. Like, well, we're gonna I have to do it. some counseling after this interview. <laughs> uh, it's just entertainment, it's, man. <laughs> Aren't you a wrestling fan? I, mean, I, I am, but that one's developed. Yeah, you can't wrestle with that character though, because <laughs> the wifey's going to win that battle yeah, every single? time. Uh, no, actually, I am dating somebody. Okay, um, but so you're saying she's not here? She's not no, here. I'm not. I'm not part of that. Anyone part. who's not married has single. Yeah. Are you enjoying Chicago? I love it. Uh, I've always been a big really fan of this city. time of year. It starts to get. I've noticed that. Yeah, um, it's a it's it's a great city. Um, like I said, I've always enjoyed coming here. Uh, but you know, does that I, factor into like where you ideally want to to pitch and everything? Do you are you factor in a city, or are you just about the team? And you're about the, the team. You're about the team, and you're about making yourself happy. I'm waiting for you to pop it. Oh, I thought it was gonna be a pop. I wanted to hear it. Can't do anything like I'm on top of it, man. Hey, it's just like when I'm on the field. I got to see yeah, what's yeah. going on. Um, it plays a factor when it comes into decision making, but at the same time. You want what's going to be best for you and what's going to make you happy. And coming here was easy. Coop was the number one. I mean, right. he's had a great track record with lefties. He's fixed everybody, kept them healthy. And knock on wood, I'm healthy. Uh, and I've been healthy all year. And that's, yeah. you know, I've been going through three years of injuries. So this is huge. Yep. Is that something you knew about Coop before he even started Thinking about other teams, is that like known among pitchers in the major league? It's just leagues? something you see. I mean, yeah. you know, as a as an opponent, when you come here, I mean, look at the guys that were here when I was playing. It was Chris Sale, Mark Burley, John Danks, Q. You know, all these guys are here. And I, oh, Carlos, too. I don't want to forget my own teammates. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you got all these lefties that are here, and they've been successful. Yeah. And 
even if they might not have been as successful as they wanted to or however, he's got them in the right track and he's kept them healthy. That's what it really comes down to. That's the decision you want to make is looking at stuff like that. And then on top of that, you got a new manager, Rick, who I got to talk to was phenomenal, easy to talk to, easy to click with, easy to relate to. Did, yeah, Those are the kind of things you want. Rick, did he tell you about his uh, Mexican restaurant that he couldn't find? He tried to spend 10 minutes trying to tell us about the go-to, but he's like, he was asking, where's the text? Where's the Where's this place? No, he, he never, he never said anything. You had to ask him about this Mexican restaurant that he raved about, but he's just like, it's somewhere on Cermak. And I'll have to. Like, uh, Derek, it's a callback to, to an it. earlier episode. You, you clearly aren't a listener, but now that no, you I do. I, aware, I subscribed the show, uh, you go yesterday. Back. Oh, you did? Yeah, yesterday. I just started. So I'm going to start on this episode and then go from Are there. you a podcast guy? Do you listen to podcasts? Um, yes and no. Uh, it's been more of like the guys back in Dallas. Yeah. Um, but I mean, because I, I don't know anything about out here, like radio-wise, or any of the right. podcasts or any of that stuff. So when you come to a place, it's, I, I can't just dive right into something. I want to kind of feel everything yeah. out and figure yeah. out which one's the right one. What's, what, what's your go-to spot in Chicago when you're here? What's, where you RPM like Italian. Eat? Nice. Yeah. RPM Italian, Harry Carries. Um, you do a Harry Carry impression too, don't I you? I do. They actually had me in there. Me and yeah. Dempster. Um, we did a whole. <laughs> we did a whole reenactment of uh, Harry Carey and Harry Carey together, commentating on a did baseball game. Did you bury Dempster? Uh, it was. We, we both threw each other off. That was the best part. It was so much improv that yeah. one guy was getting messed up by the other guy, and then. It just kept going back and forth, which was great, and it made it, you know. Can you about, do a carry ordering at a carry restaurant? A Harry carry ordering? Harry carry at a Harry carry restaurant. all over the place. Let me take a quick drink here. There you go. Slobber away, man. Oh, I will. Be like it's hooch. Very, it's a very intimate setting we have, so feel you free. You have to be into it. I'm trying to think of what I I love how willing you are. You just dive right in. Yeah, you got to have fun You're with pros, it. You're pro's pro. Yep. <clears throat> Hey, we're here and we're outside of Harry Carey's Mild Restaurant. I'm so excited to be here. Thinking of getting me a nice glass of red wine or an ice-cold Budweiser. Not sure which one I want. Chicken parm sounds fantastic. I see that one on the menu. It's charged at $9.99. Wow, that's fantastic. What a deal. That one's going to make me get a napkin and wipe my face. It's so good. Then after that, I'll polish it off with a nice bowl of chocolate ice cream. God forbid it's so good, and maybe I'll get some syrup on top. Ice it down with a cold Budweiser, and God forbid, get like 10 or 12 of them. <laughs> Only drink three. <laughs> Fantastic. You know, Harry was here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he went here, St. Louis, and the Cubs. Yeah. I've got, uh, and actually, I've got one of his drink menus. Um, the guys from Harry Carey were nice enough to give me, so he had a diary of all the drinks he drank. And I've got two of them for two years. I've got, really? I think it's 77 and 78 or, I don't know, it's around, it might actually be earlier than that. Have you done the impression for Steve Stone? Um, or gotten feedback we, from We him? had talked about doing it, but we never did. Uh, I did do an interview with Jason down here too, um, but no, Steve has uh, yeah. bailed on me. Yeah, because those guys were partners for years. Oh, it would be fantastic to do all that with him. And yeah. The the funniest thing that we did, <laughs> I was joking with Dempster. I can give you one of the quick lines. Um, it was like, hey, we've got Dempster on the mound, and we've got Castro behind the plate. Here comes the pitch. Oh, and it's a line drive to third base, and God forbid he got that one. And then Dempster chimed in, no, idiot. 
That's a strikeout and a throw from the catcher down to third base. <laughs> and we were just using that. We thought it was hilarious. That's awesome. But that's there, the kind of like improv that we had going. Yeah. You guys get a turnout for it, yeah, too? Yeah, it was, it was good. And then uh, they had me walk around, and uh, we were both dressed up. And then uh, they, there were some people eating, and they had me go up and you know try to take their order and stuff with the Harry Carey and, and goof off. And, I mean, it was, it was absolutely hilarious. That's fun, dude, and that's great that you, you that you put yourself out there like that and do that stuff. Well, like you gotta, the, um, the thing the is, you gotta. You, these are the people that make you who you are. Sure. If you can't interact with them and you can't respect them, you ain't gonna last very long in this game. Right. And these, at the end of the day, just a simple little thing can go so far with all these people out here. I read an article today, uh, Sporting News, maybe. Oh yeah, me going to South Korea. Right, <laughs> you going to South Korea, <laughs> which fun. your flight is Bungos. leaving midway. Soon, direct. We're gonna get you over there. It is direct. In <laughs> Southwest. <the> is <laughs> it a yeah? Southwest. Oh yeah. Southwest, Southwest Korea Airlines. Southwest Korea. The um, the thing I was gonna ask you though was the the wrestling thing. You give a wrestling belt out, championship belt. Yeah. To the player of the game. Player of the game. Yeah. Um, we actually have two belts. Uh, the first one is the actual like real life, the big big version of the uh, championship belt. Uh, that goes to the player of the game, obviously, and uh, I had brought that over from Texas. It was something I thought would bring the team closer. You know, you mm-hmm. when everybody's out there playing, we all vote on it, and that guy gets to be the player of the game. Well, we had a game uh, a while back that there happened to be two guys that were that deserved it, and I have these little action figures in my locker. Well, one of them has a belt on, so we have big MVP, and then we have this poquito MVP. <laughs> And so we decided we were going to use that, and we be- that's how it became the big MVP and little guy, second, first and second. I love you have action figures in your locker room. Yes, I do. That's <laughs> great. Kids love them. Best wrestler ever. Favorite wrestler. Oh, my God. Um, oh, man. I'm, I'm going to have to go with... Uh, Dale Torborg. I'm going <laughs> to... He would kill me if I didn't say him. <laughs> no, I'm going to go with Undertaker. I think he was always fun to yeah. watch. Yeah. Uh, and the way his entrance is just outstanding. Undertaker, it's um, a good call. Wait, you didn't like that? You're laughing over here. I like it. <laughs> Very uh, dramatic entrance. Yeah, oh, yeah. But there's, I mean, there's so Bells. many, like. <laughs> How they rubbed the urn and he would just rise up. Yeah, he was, he was. hey, you were going to sleep. Rest in peace. Rest I love Savage, Macho Man Savage growing up. That was a good one. Hogan, Hogan obviously. Ha- I mean. I mean, I was during the All-American Hogan phase. I'm yeah, older. You're, I know. I want to Dick the Bruiser. Yeah. I know you're older than me. <laughs> you know a little Hacksaw Dick the Bruiser. I don't. What? Dick the Bruiser? No. I'm Believe trying to think you. of who else. So there was Yokozuna. There was another guy that I liked yep. just because he was so acrobatic and the way he moved around on the on the ropes and stuff it was Rey Mysterio. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I remember I I, uh, I cried when he lost his mask to Kevin Nash. Did you really? I was very upset. Rey Mysterio was kind of like a uh, Superfly Snooker, like. He was Years like later. He's more like was the Brett, original. Brett the Hitman Hart? Was he more that was another good one. There, I mean, there's a Sting. I mean, there's yeah. so many. We could sit here and probably talk all day. We could. Wrestling. So, Torborg, Dale Torborg, who's like the conditioning coordinator who's here, he? He, <laughs> he had a big connects. I mean, he was a professional wrestler. Yeah. And he uh, got AJ Pruszynski on one of those wrestling shows back in the day. You need to. He probably still has some connections. Uh, we, you get uh, on well, I already know a few of the guys already. Um, Dude, your move. Well, I, I move a lot. Your move would be the Dutch <laughs> the oven. The Dutch oven. <laughs> I could just put my... I'd fart in their face. <laughs> just uh, sit on it. Give them pink eye. Uh, we don't want to do that. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
these uh i got sidetracked now all the wrestling here um yeah oh dale um so when he comes to town we always do you know the wrestling bits um, oh yeah you know what kind of sucks is my handshake with frage was the wrestling and really yeah i would we would do something i would jump off the the bleacher that we sit on and you know act like it's the top ropes and hit him in the elbow or i'd hit him with the cooler you know we had something we did something and now you know he's gone and dale and i would always you know do our wrestling part too and he would show me how to do the actual punches that you know come close and well they hit him (laughs) they hit him um do you have handshakes with other dudes on the team yeah i'm uh i'm always into that i think it's fun how many you got you think uh pretty much got every guy on the team really and you how do you develop them Oh, uh, you just kind of go. It, it just uh, it, it happens a little bit. All right, we had a just a minor glitch there. We're back on track because um, our conversation is going so well. We yes. went a little bit f- longer than we thought we were going to go. And that's okay. That's so we'll start to wrap things up. It, we were just talking uh, as we were sorting things out about your routine and all you have to do on your days off. They're not really days off. There's no uh, the way we look at it, there's no such thing as a day off. And it's the same thing as you give for motivation to everybody. There's no such thing as a day off. Yeah. Um constantly watching video, running, working out, shoulder programs, feeding my face. Uh you know, you gotta find <laughs> things to 80 do. Eighty Twinkies. Eighty Twinkies. Thank you, the rook. The rook. <laughs> um but we're you know, you're constantly busy and I think that's what people get lost when they look at us as athletes is they think that we just show up and then we play. There's a lot of preparation that goes on in between taking ground balls, fielding, whatever you got to do, hitting. It's nonstop. And and the thing is, like, when guys are in a slump, it's how quick can we get out. And now we're trying to find the ways to get out. Yeah. And when you're doing good, you're still doing the same work that you were doing before. So you want to continue to keep everything the same throughout the whole entire time, but stay positive always. That is why it's sometimes tough for us to get active players. That's why we appreciate you coming here and all your time. And everything we heard about you is spot on, man. You are uh, just a, a lot of fun to talk with. And it's it's cool for us, I think, being comics, just to see somebody funny in, in, in the clubhouse and keeping things light. That is important in life in, in any atmosphere. Can you, you ever see yourself doing stand-up? Uh, I don't know if I could just because you you got to have a lot going with it. Now, I mean, I can do impersonations all day and, and goof off, um, but it's You could talk about your dad thing. and hippo farts. Oh, yeah. We could always bring up the hippo <laughs> farts and YouTube and, you know, all the, all the other things and crazy People stories that I've done. People love hippo fart jokes. Oh, they, all right, stop saying that because if go. they make us edit that, it's we're going to have anything. Hey, for now on, we're going to see it here. Hashtag hippo <laughs> farts. That's what Give I your, uh, your Twitter handle a... Because you got you're great on Twitter. You don't, you have like two hundred eighty thousand yeah, followers. Yeah, I, I'm trying to get uh, both the Instagram, everything else. They're all the same. Uh, you can add me on Snapchat. Watch all my stories. They're goofy as well. Uh, it's going to be easy. Dutch oven forty five. There you Fart go. Fart under the covers forty five. Yeah, don't write it that way. Just put Dutch oven. He but is a great follow and a tremendous guest. And we wish you uh, the best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you for joining us, Derek Holland. Everybody. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, yeah, that's a wrap. I'll. Uh, I'll see you guys soon, hopefully. We'll do it again. Yeah, for sure. Go get those rookies. Rookie time. He gone! He did it!